afternoon, everyone. My name is Michelle Frederick, and I'm co-hosting with Phoenix Trent today. We're excited to welcome you to Putting Down Roots, a new program highlighting creative individuals and organizations bringing something unique to Mendocino County through the arts, environmental practices, education, and beyond. Hi, everyone. This is Phoenix Trent. Last month, we spoke with Lauren Mays of the Crenoff School of Fine Woodworking and Brian Newell and Jed Anderson of Cypress Street Farm. Uh, in Fort Bragg about woodworking in Mendocino County. If you missed the episode, you can go to kzyx.org, uh, navigate to the jukebox page, and then search for Putting Down Roots, where you can find our episode from October 1st at 3 p.m., um, as well as other past episodes. We have an exciting show for you today. We're going to be talking about local entrepreneurship in Mendocino County. Our guests today are Marianne Petrillo of West Business Development Center, Nico Ramsdell of Wild for Wilder Ferments, and Blaze Burge of Fling Creek Circus. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We're so excited for this show. Um, so let's just jump right into things with our first guest, Marianne Petrillo, the CEO of West Business Development Center. Uh, Marianne, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Phoenix and Michelle, for inviting me. I'm excited to be chatting and joining uh, two other uh, interesting and exciting entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Um, so, Marianne, just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about uh, West Business Development Center's background and what sparked the founding of it? It has a pretty interesting history. Sure, I'll be happy to. Um, the thing uh, I think most of your listeners might know is uh, that West Company has been around for over 30 years. Um, it did start in 1988, and it started really out of... Uh, the women's empowerment movement back in the day uh, with uh, a few strong-willed women from the Ukiah area. Uh, Sheila Rogers was the first executive director who really spent her and a group of other women who are still actively engaged in entrepreneurship in this county, uh, went to Washington, D.C., uh, and really fought hard to get um, women the ability to start and run their own business and to become self-sufficient through entrepreneurship. Um, they got a grant through the James Irvine Foundation early in those early days. And uh, from there, it really took off. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is was very different back in the 80s than it is today. Um, but they uh, advocated strongly for it to lift people out of poverty and uh, empower women to run their own businesses. Of course, we've now expanded that program to include all small businesses in Mendocino County uh, and small businesses. What people don't realize is any business that has less than uh, 100 employees is considered a small business in the state of California. And actually, small businesses make up 
a large portion of Mendocino County, correct? There's- they do. Yes, 85% of the businesses in Mendocino County are uh, small businesses. Yeah, and that's something that's really unique about our county is we don't have a whole lot of big box chains. People really rely on their local small businesses and their local their local micro businesses and mom and pops, and it truly is the lifeblood of our economy. Um, a- absolutely. And in a rural area in particular, uh, the small businesses really are the community. I mean, it's why you enjoy your, your downtown areas and your places that you go to. All of those businesses that you see every day uh, in your daily you know, excursions into town are small businesses. So it's very, very vital to the economy of our county. Can you tell us a little bit about, so I know you started as a... Um, a nonprofit business development center de- uh, dedicated to supporting women entrepreneurs. Um, can you tell us how that's kind of evolved over the years? I know that you've expanded your services. Can you kind of can you give us some background on um, the work you're doing now to support the local? Sure, I'd be happy to. You offer? Yeah. Um, so you know, as it has evolved, um, the organization itself, West Company, um, is supported by two federal agencies. They're under the Small Business uh, Administration. One agency is Small Business Development Center, and the other is the Women's Business Center. Um, Both of these agencies allow West Center, as we're now called, uh, to operate as a nonprofit. And what we are able to do is to provide free one-on-one business counseling to small business entrepreneurs and emerging entrepreneurs. Uh, a majority of the work that we do for counseling is to help people sort of realize their dream, right, of starting a business and how do they get started. And so we give them the kind of personal one-on-one counseling attention that they need to do that. But we also, once you're a client of ours and part of our system, you can come back to us at any time in your entrepreneurial journey. And uh, of course, you know, as we have seen with uh, the devastation, the economic devastation of COVID, you know, businesses are very, very challenged right now. Uh, and many of it not of their, not of their own making in any way, but just because of the time in which we are living. Um, so we have, uh, many advisors to help, uh, individual entrepreneurs, whether it's in the area of human resources, financial management and cash flow, how to set up an e-commerce site, how to begin um, to evaluate uh, what employee needs are, especially in uh, COVID economy as we're living in right now. We have advisors who specialize in many different areas. Um, And so all of this is free uh, and available uh, to the residents, to the entrepreneurs and business owners of Mendocino County. Um, In addition to that, uh, we have quite a robust training program. Uh, Of course, for many, many years, our training programs have been in-person events and activities, but uh, with COVID and sheltering in place, we did transform all of our workshops uh, into virtual workshops. Um, And we have now been doing anywhere from upwards to 20 workshops a month, um, and they run the gamut again, of all the skills that we believe um, 
individuals who are running businesses today need to know. Um, there is especially a challenge with in two primary areas. One is cash management and cash flow and uh, the ability to apply for loans and grants. And we have a whole team of advisors who specialize in that that arena, especially when it comes to some of the recent uh, loan opportunities from the federal government, like the EIDL and the PPP. But the other area of training uh, and advising that we've been excelling in is helping people get their e-commerce site uh, up and launched and how to approach e-commerce in uh, new and varied ways. And so we have many specialists uh, for different aspects because every every business owner is at a different level of their knowledge and expertise. So we try to serve uh, all of them uh, with that information. So that's that's been a lot of the the changes that's been evolving and the types of um, the types of requests we're getting for information from our from our small business owners. Yeah, and all those webinars that are offered through West are free of charge. And in addition to the advising and the webinars, West has done two rounds now of small business grants and will be offering a third. Can you tell us a little bit about the Business Innovation and Resiliency Grant? Sure. Um, so the two that you just mentioned, Michelle, the um, Business uh, Resiliency and Innovation Grants, those were done in partnership with the Community Foundation of Mendocino uh, through contributions coming from the community. Um, we were able to uh, fund over $220,000 of grants specifically to businesses who needed uh, money to pivot or transform their business model in some way. Uh, some people used it to grow their and build their capacity for technology. In, in technology, some people used it for just expanding um, what they needed to, uh, uh, you know, change their their business with tents, for instance, or PP, PPE equipment that they that they needed to do. Um, most recently, and what we are now engaged in in this week, there is a open invitation to business owners to apply for upwards of $10,000 grants. And this is through the County of Mendocino who received federal funding through the CARES Act. So we have about $350,000 worth of funding available and the portal is now open um, for businesses that are five employees or less, or less. So this would be for sole proprietors, or individuals who have five employees or less who could apply for this particular Mendocino CARES grants. Um, these grants are a little bit different in the sense that they are reimbursable grants. So if they incurred any uh, expenses um, between March and, you know, of 2020 and today, they could apply for one of these grants and we would reimburse them. And all of that information can be found at our website. And that's www.westcenter.org backslash grants. And uh, the description and the link for the portal is, is there. On November 23rd, we will open another round of the Business Resiliency Grants. So that will be coming up at the end of November again. 
So there are opportunities, and I encourage anybody, any of your listeners who know people or are themselves small business owners to uh, consider applying for these grants. Thank you. And we're actually on the show today. We're also interviewing two people that won these business grants in round one and round two, Clean Creek Circus and Wilder Ferments. And something that's really unique about these grants is not only um, getting grants to innovate your business and through this new reimbursable program, it's business recovery. You also have access to West Center's breadth of services, business coaching, webinars, everything from uh, negotiating lease terms to running a food truck to social media marketing. Um, it's funds, but also long-term support to make sure that businesses are able to be sustainable with these funds um, and evolve their operations to, to sustain during these unique times. Um, and I think the fact that you offer a lot of training on e-commerce is, is so important because everything, everything has to be virtual now. Everything's e-commerce. Um, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. We're really, it's, really- uh, it, it's a very interesting time and a very challenging time for small business owners. I mean, we all know, because we live in the rural community that we love, that, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is done intuitively and, you know, we rise to the occasion and we meet the challenges and entrepreneurs are the most resilient people I have ever known and uh, can do a lot. But uh, I will say that 2020 has been very, very hard on most business owners uh, nationally, uh, of course, but especially in, in rural small communities like ours. So, you know, whether it's helping in our technical assistance support, any way that we can and getting advice and getting information that they need it when they need it, or whether it's supporting them with these grants um, and just some opportunity to get some kind of cash infusion to help them, um, you know, get to the next day. I think this is, you know, these are wonderful opportunities and we're very honored to be a part of this and helping, helping the businesses here in Mendocino County. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly important. This is, um, something that is giving people hope to keep their businesses going and giving them the actual funds to expand and be creative and try new things. So it's incredibly important. And and we're going to look forward to speaking with our, our next guests about what they're going to be doing. But before we close with you, Miriam, we just wanted to ask Mm -hmm. if there's anything else you'd like to add or any plans that West has for the future that you'd uh, like to let us know about. Sure, I'd be happy to. And, you know, of course, the future is, you know, we're all, we're all looking forward to 2021, like everybody else. Um, but I do think that uh, there's a couple of things I would like to uh, tell your audience is that webinars are also archived on our website. So if you weren't able to attend a training session or you wanted to learn about a particular skill uh, and stuff, please go to our website and those workshops are actually archived. Um, At the end of this month, we are going to be launching something that's kind of new to us. We're going to experiment with it, you know, fingers crossed. But again, we're always looking for ways to help our small business community. But for individuals who have a robust e-commerce site and, you know, uh, we're trying to um, court uh, those consumers who would really like to, um, you know, purchase something from Mendocino for the holidays, for gift giving. And so we'll be launching our virtual marketplace 
that will be uh, the ability online to promote some of our uh, businesses who are involved in either you know, jewelry, crafts, experience, uh, uh, restaurants, uh, just to make sure that those folks who are outside of the Mendocino area, as well as the local Mendocino uh, residents, uh, could do some of their holiday shopping and utilize the, the services and products that are our, our, um, Mendocino small businesses offer. So we're going to be launching that uh, right at the end, around the end of November. And then for next year, uh, we are looking at different ways in which we can reach out and do more industry roundtables. Because as much as uh, we do, uh, you know, a great job to really give advice and uh, and help support our businesses with learning and updating their skill set. We do believe, and we have seen because of COVID, is that when, um, it, you know, complementary or, you know, industry folks get together in their own group, uh, they actually learn a lot from each other. So we're, we're looking into doing um, more of those kind of industry roundtables just for, you know, help each other out uh, with different ideas and ways that they're approaching uh, pivoting or changing their business model. Um, and that's, you know, that's become quite popular and, and people like talking to folks. And now in a virtual world, we're able to communicate and talk to each other much quicker and uh, much easier, um, whether it's, you know, Gowala or Covalo or Westport or Hopland uh, all across the county. So we're going to try to stimulate some of that uh, exchange of ideas in the coming year. Wonderful. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And that's, you know, if we're going to sustain businesses and keep our communities vital, we really need to work together. It's all about collective impact, sharing information and those industry roundtables, um, I think will be really helpful to people. Marianne, thank you so much for speaking with us today and giving us more insight into West Center and the world of microentrepreneurship. If you'd like to learn more about West Center and what they're doing and the services that they offer, please go to westcenter.org. Uh, that's westcenter.org and follow them on Instagram at westbiz, that's B-I-Z, center, westbiz center. Uh, for folks who are joining us now, you're listening to Putting Down Roots on KZYX, and we're talking about micro-entrepreneurship with our guests, Marianne Petrillo of West Business Development Center, Nico Ramsdell of Wilder Ferments, and Blaze Burge of Blink Creek Circus. Yeah, thank you, Marianne. Thank you, thank uh, you Michelle and Felix. <laughs> So we're going to keep the conversation going now with Blaze Burge of Fling Creek Circus. Blaze, hi, how are you? Great, how are you? Thanks so much for including me in the discussion. And thanks to Marianne. I've used West uh, Services and taken full advantage of that. And they are fantastic for anyone out there who hasn't. Wonderful. Well, we're very happy to have you on the show today uh, to talk about your unique company and performance space that you've created here in Mendocino County, which is Fling Creek Circus. And we wanted to start off by asking you how you came to Mendocino County. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I came to Mendocino County uh, shortly after graduating college. I took a job with, I was a marketing manager, actually, for a jewelry manufacturer, and I had California as my territory. So I came out here, um, and I picked Albion as my landing place because um, I want to be by the ocean. But I, that was a very temporary job. I had already um, found my way to a, an apprenticeship in, um, 
England to study rigging. It, it was with a circus, um, but my reason for going there, I did not anticipate becoming a professional performer. Uh, I was actually interested in the rigging. I was doing performance art installation and making wow. a segue to that career at the time. Uh, but yeah, I just, I went there and I got sucked in and then I wound up coming back. Um, but that's how I wound up on the Mendocino coast. Wow. And can you give us, a, is rigging, is that setting up the installations or setting up the sh the shows? Yeah. So rigging just is a really broad term talking about anything from uh, erecting the tent, taking down the tent, how to build equipment, how to safely uh, put someone in the air. I was using that for <laughs> um, completely different reasons for gallery art installations, but I knew that that was a, you know, like you could learn similar skills perhaps on a boat dock learning how boat people work with their their knots and what type of ropes you need for what type of weight that sort of thing so that that is what i was there for that's really interesting and sorry especially coming from um an art background and and having worked in galleries it's really interesting to hear that that was kind of how you got started and then can you tell us a little bit how that led into you becoming a performer in the circus arts? Uh, sure. Well, when I, when I went there, at the time I was doing ceramic sculpture uh, installations, so I, but I, I was interested. It's not like I had no interest in theater, dance, this sort of thing. I, I did have a professional dance background already, um, specifically in Middle Eastern dance, which a lot of people will know is belly dancing. <laughs> so not really, you know, not mainstream stuff, but um, yeah. And when I went there, I had my coach was so the way the program was in England. You were toured around with the show um, as an apprentice and you learned every aspect. You learned how to set the tent up. You had to learn how to be in the show. Even if you were just twirling a ribbon, you were going to do something. Um, but the director of that show was a fifth generation Romanian and she came from a circus family, um, sorry, fifth generation Romanian circus family. Uh, so she took me under her wing and she kind of made me do trapeze <laughs> um, and a bunch of other stuff too, but mainly trapeze. And I loved it. And yeah, I got, I got hooked. And so I've been doing it pretty much ever since. Yeah. I, uh, I actually grew up going to circus and performing arts camp in, in upstate New York. And there's nothing like the exhilaration of, of, of a flying trapeze. It's like, it's uh, what's so, to me, what's so unique about circus is the combination of, of um, physical activity and exercise and the arts. And it's so whimsical. Um, it's so unique what you all do. Can you give us some background on how, how uh, Flint, Creek got, Flint Creek Circus got started here in Mendocino County and uh, what inspired the founding? Sure. Um, so many things go into the creation of it. I mean, there's. I'll give the short history. The short history is that I was, uh, I, I had come out here to live. Uh, I had moved to Compshi, so the name comes from Flint Creek uh, Road, actually. That's where we founded the show. Um, but I was taking contracts in Europe and spending most of my time there. Um I had a trapeze partner who had a really bad accident. And so I had to come back to the States and I 
really just wanted to be in the U.S. So I thought, well, there's nothing. I mean, at the time, there was nothing in Mendocino County. At the moment, now there's you can find a silks class. There's people who do this. But when this was happening around 2000, 2001, there was nothing here, nothing even close. Um, so I started teaching classes and I started doing these small little events. Um, and uh, I eventually founded Flynn Creek Circus. And we did some events. Um, ultimately, we... I shifted to going back to touring with my own act with myself and my husband. And we spent the next 10 years or so pretty much abroad doing um, shows abroad. And then we finally found a tent to buy, which was really the big hook hiccup, which is why we weren't doing major tours in the U S. So we found the tent, we bought the tent. um, And in 2014, we finally started touring the u.s um yeah long story (laughs) sorry for all the details it's very interesting i mean and you like you said at the time there wasn't anything like that here so you brought something very unique um to mendocino county and when we had spoken with you previously you were telling us about how you bring in a lot of acts of performers from all over the world who you met during your time touring and performing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I've been so lucky and so blessed to uh, do quite a lot of traveling, meet some of the best performers in the world. And, you know, you forge relationships. Um, Myself and my husband have been pretty well known for our specific double trapeze act. We've gotten lucky enough to be invited to some pretty prestigious festivals. And in in getting to go to these places and meeting these top talent, um, other artists, we've established relationships which have allowed us to bring some of those artists to our own show. Um, We are a small show, obviously. um, So normally we wouldn't get that level of talent to be interested in coming and working in, in our tiny little operation, but we have a personal relationship. So that's been really handy really handy. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think the communities we go to quite understand just how lucky they are. Like last season we had literally the world's most famous uh, juggler in our show. He's 73. He's been performing. He's performed for every Royal person that there is. He's won the Monte Carlo circus festival multiple times, but you know, he's a buddy. So he said he'd do it. So there you go. Yeah, it's been great. It's been really helpful. That's incredible. It's so special that we get to have that in our community, such world-class acts and a world-class organization like you all. Are you currently offering live performances? We are not. Um, We are starting to dabble our toes into sort of beta. Um, We're running some beta programs, so to speak, to see if our COVID safety protocols are all going to work how we expect them to. Um, but no, we're, we're waiting till we won't be doing full live performances till 2021. Okay. But you are, you did just have um, a circus camp that you ran. Uh, you did two three-day camps. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we did. And they were really great actually way better than expected we did a very limited enrollment covid safe 
children's camp in the village of Mendocino with all open air. And um, of course, the kids always have a little mini recital. So I guess you could call that a show. We don't we don't generally call it a show, but it was great. Everything worked. The kids were great. They kept their masks on. Everyone was safe. They kept their distance, got nothing but positive feedback. It really worked. And I think it was important for the kids. It was really good for them. And for all of us, just to have a little hope to see, okay, there's a way you can do this. Right, to get back into the swing of things in some capacity. And do you offer uh, classes for adults? Or is is the camp something more that you're doing in light of being able to do live performances? We, um, in the past, we occasionally will offer a workshop for adults, uh, way back when, when I founded Flint Creek Circus, I had a student, uh, Bones Newstead, who then later started his own nonprofit organization, uh, Circus Mecca, um, and he offers classes. Although at the moment, I believe they're not really able to operate, um, and that's for all ages. He offers classes for all ages. Uh, we're generally on the road performing and not able to, though. <laughs> We may offer some classes this winter, and um, yeah, I'm not sure. We're, we're discussing that right now. Great. Well, I guess we can check on your on your website, which is flingcreekcircus.com, to find out more information um, and stay keep posted about whether when those classes become available. Yeah. And uh, so when you're, you are able to run shows, what kind of acts do your performances um, typically include or change, change every time? It, it does change every time. Of course, our specialty is aerial. Um, on top of having all the, these world-class performer contacts, we also run a apprentice program and we work with uh, local artists who primarily are aerialists. Sometimes we'll do marketing apprentices and we've even done a lighting technician apprentice as well. Um, but our main apprentice program runs with aerialists. So you'll definitely see some high, high level aerial work. Um, and then we just try to have a rounded show. So we try to book acts that inspire us um, from sort of everything from acrobatics to juggling. We always try to have a good juggler. Um, and wire walking. Our next season is going to include a wonderful comedy duo that I really think the community is just going to love. I'm I'm really excited to present them. Amazing. Well, we're looking forward to you all having live performances again. And we know you won a business innovation and resiliency grant through uh, the Community Foundation and West Center. Can you tell us a little bit about how the grant is helping your business to adapt and evolve? Sure, definitely. We're so grateful for that, actually. Thank you so much. Um, we did several uh, surveys right when the um, pandemic hit. We did some surveys to try to test the waters, see how the community was feeling. One we did, which was quite broad to um, our broader tour route, and one we did, which was just really for Mendocino County. And in doing those surveys, it became extremely clear to us that it was not realistic to monetize a virtual event, um, that drive-in events were also not realistic for 
us and our route and the type of entertainment we want to produce and that people were nervous and they needed to see what what our COVID protocols were going to look like. So we're using some of the funds, a portion of the funds of the, well, we're using the whole grant, but also other funds to basically do a video shoot show that shows exactly what it'll look like, the distancing that we'll be doing, um, how people will be wearing masks, where you'll see the sanitation happening um, in an effort to give confidence to people when they're saying, I'd love to go see a show, but I just don't trust that it's going to be safe, that how are they going to really monitor that? Um, because actually we have a really good plan. We just need people to know that we have a really good plan. So that's that's what we're doing with the funds. I think that's really smart. Can you tell us a little bit about um, about what the plan is? When we, when we talked earlier, you described it and it sounded, you know, it's like people need to, if we can make live performances safe, like that's, that's a beautiful thing. And it's incredible. You all are putting a video together to help build confidence in the community. Can you tell us a little bit about what a show would look like? Yeah, sure. Well, we have some limitations um, because of what's going on on the you know larger governmental level. So we probably will not be able to have our international performers. Um, but I don't think that that's going to hurt the show. I think we're going to have a smaller cast, a more intimate cast, um, but they'll be just as astounding. So that's one change. Um, on that note, our cast will be social bubbled. We've already got half of us social bubbled. Um, so that will keep the cast safe. As far as the public, we're keeping the walls off the tent. So it is essentially an outdoor event. Um, we have fans that will pull the air out, keeping the air circulating even more than normal. We have a mask requirement, just like everyone. We've reduced the amount of people who can be in the tent. And so normally our tent holds about 400 people. We'll have a limitation to 100 people. So it's a quarter. So there's quite a lot of space between you and your your other person. Um, we're also going to a reserved seating model where you will pick your table, basically. And you can have up to six people at your table, Um but you can only have your social bubble at your table. So that avoids you having contact with other um, groups that you maybe didn't want to have contact with. Um, yeah. So those are some of them. I'm sure that I haven't exhausted my list. We of course have the normal sanitation between every show. We have the hand sanitizer, you know, all, all the normal stuff, but those are the ones that are kind of more specific to our venue. Well, Congratulations on winning the grant, and we look forward to seeing the video and future performances. And if you'd like to learn more about Flint Creek Circus, you can visit their website, which is flintcreekcircus.com, or follow them on Instagram at Flint Creek Circus. It's been great to talk with you, Blaze. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and your interest. And uh, stay safe and stay sane. Thank you so much. Um, and so now we'd like to introduce our next guest, who is Nikki, Nico Ramsdell of Wilder Ferments. Uh, Wilder Ferments brews wildcrafted kombucha on the Mendocino coast and is bringing new energy and ideas to our local entrepreneurial ecosystem. Nico, hi. Thank you for being with us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Well, so we are going to start off asking 
the same as we did with Blaze, which is how did you come to be in Mendocino County? I know that you had kind of a long, a long trip of getting here. Right, right, definitely. Well, I'll give you the short version of it. Um, <laughs> my partner and I, Evita, uh, had been living in Portland, Oregon for about a decade before moving here in, in 2017. And uh, we were always fans of long, uh, winding road trips. So on a couple different road trips down the, the, the Route 1 south through California, we just really fell in love with, with elk in particular. There was some kind of gravitational pull for the both of us, and especially for Evita, um, when we drove through elk. And we kind of just um, started dreaming the first time we went through and manifesting, you know, how could we ever possibly land ourselves in such a beautiful place to live? Um, and sure enough, uh, in 2017, we, we were, we were thinking of getting out of the, the urban life in Portland and feeling a bit disenchanted with, with how congested it was becoming and kind of wanted to open up our, our opportunity and live somewhere more that aligned more with where we were at in our lives at that point. So, we packed up our house into a shipping container and packed up our van and went on a road trip down to Baja for a couple of months. And we're just kind of living off of the savings and wondering, I wonder what we're going to do with our lives from this point forward and just starting to figure that out. Um, When we got a, a opportunistic phone call from a friend who offered us a caretaking position in Albion, which we took immediately and wholeheartedly. Um, and so we, after our trip in Baja, we, we made our way back to Albion and started living in Mendocino County. And very quickly, I had been thinking about elk all this time, and I thought, why don't I go try to apply for a job at the elk store? Such a cute, quaint little place. Shout out to, to Sean and Elise. Uh, and they quickly took me in, and and the rest is is history. That's that's how we came here. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, and, and I think we're seeing more of it even now because of because of COVID. You know, like city life is rough, and it's not for everyone. It's hard to be living in a box inside of a bigger box. You know, and Mendocino County truly has a lot to offer. It's a place where you can where you can start something new. Where you, if if you have a dream, you can you can make it happen here. Um, and truly one of the most most stunning places in the world. If you love the outdoors and you love nature, there's nothing like Mendocino County. Um, can you tell us a little bit, little bit about how, um, after you moved to Mendocino County, how, how Wilder Ferments got started and what sparked the idea? Sure thing, yeah. Um, I think for a long time, uh, myself and Evita were, we, we had worked for other people in the restaurant industry and I'd worked as a barista for many years in Portland and it was wonderful, but I, I started to feel like I wanted to become more sovereign and self-sufficient and to work for myself. So we've been toying with ideas of what could we offer? What could we make for many years up until wilder ferments became a reality. Um, and all through that time, I think it was about seven years ago, uh, while Evita and I were both living with her parents in upstate New York for a few months during the winter, um, that Evita gifted me Sandor Katz's uh, fermentation tome called The Art of Fermentation, which to this day um, boils my brain and inspires me to no end. And I'm sure 
millions of people across the country and world would say the same thing about this man. Um, so I had been doing a lot of fermentation projects for many years. Uh, during that time at Evita's parents' house, I was making my first ciders and krauts and kimchi and very um, stinky radishes, <laughs> which I still haven't made to this day. Uh, so that was in the back of my mind, not a, not as like uh, an opportunity to support myself, but just as a, something that was really inspiring me as a hobby. So when I was working at Elk Store, um, these conversations became more and more of a reality. What are we going to do? What are we going to make to, to make it for ourselves? And I had been making kombucha for about a year and a half to support my kombucha addiction and Evita's as well. Um, and so Sean and Elise and John and the other workers at Elk Store kind of became uh, my, my test like I would, I would test out my batches of kombucha on them and see what they liked and what, what they maybe would change. And through that as well, uh, as Evita taking some courses with a local herbalist, um, sister spinster who has since moved to upstate New York. Uh, we just kind of landed on this idea of doing, uh, like wild crafted herbal kombucha and vending, first to start at the, the local farmer's markets in Fort Bragg and Mendocino um, because our, our friends, Kyle and Mel Burns of Nye Ranch had, you know, they, they, we, we see, saw how they were vending there and saw how it was such a cool community. And uh, so we thought we would, we would test it out. And uh, that's, that's how that went. Um, I can't believe how far we've come since, since that all started a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's really beautiful and inspiring to hear your story that it's something that sparked your, you know, your interest. You started studying it, experimenting with it, and then it's blossomed into a business um, then that you're still learning, you know, every day while you're doing it. And I think it's really a, a big inspiration to other people who you know, maybe have a dream of, of someday working on their own or having their own business and that it actually is, is something that you can do. And you actually work with other uh, small farmers and, and local businesses uh, to both make your product and sell it. And can you tell us a little bit about um, the products that Wild Ferments, Water Ferments offers and then how you're working with local farmers and businesses here in Mendocino County? Sure thing. Yeah, it's been an integral part of Wilder since the beginning. Um, you know, we like I said, we started at the farmer's markets and quickly befriended, uh, you know, Keelan and Carly of Waveling Farm and Kyle and Mel of Nye Ranch and, and James McKenna of Pelican Bread. And and right away we realized that um, we, all, we had always wanted to do wild crafting um, as well as supplementing with herbs. From At first we were getting all of our herbs from corners of the mouth. And since uh, we started to grow, we, we were buying more in bulk. But we knew we wanted to do wild crafting and foraging. Um, but we quickly realized that there were so many delicious vegetables and fruits that were going to be available to us, um, you know, hand to hand with our, with our friends and farmers around us at market. So we geared ourselves toward that, um, fresh seasonal produce and, and also wild crafting 
seasonally in order to create our products. Um, and so far, those products are kombucha and kombucha vinegar is our newest product that we actually just got our final finalized labels for. So not only are those kombucha vinegars going to be at farmer's markets, but very soon we hope they're going to be in, in grocery stores up and down the coast. Um, so, yeah. And there's a lot of um, health benefits associated with fermented products with kombuchas and, and vinegars as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think it's really important um, when we're all really focused on keeping our immune systems nice and strong. Definitely. Um, just fermentation, the process of fermentation in general, um, it makes our foods more digestible as well as enriching them and converting their starches into you know vitamins and minerals. It, it's it's a prebiotic process that, that gives us probiotics that digests some of our food for us before we eat it. And then it helps to replenish our, our healthy gut bacteria, the, the flora in your gut that is such a hot topic these days. The microbiome is hugely important um, to, to keep that up and to not just eat processed bleach, sugar, and flour as your diet, you know. Um, but kombucha in, in, in particular is really high in vitamin B and vitamin, uh, by vit excuse me, vitamin B6 and 12, which is really integral for, for healthy brain functioning. It's also high in vitamin C. And like I said, all of those, those, uh, wonderful little microbes that, that we live with day in, day out. And Nika, when you mentioned wild crafting, can you just explain to our listeners who might not be familiar with the term what that means? Absolutely. And I'm, I would have to say I am very much a beginner amateur with these things. And I, I've, I've learned a lot from, from teachers here and also just reading a lot about, about herbalism and wild crafting. But it, it simply just means foraging and harvesting wild foods in their wild environments instead of using a cultivated product uh, or something processed you're you're going out into your local environment and you're harvesting something um you know in season and hopefully as sustainably as humanly possible And, uh, where can we find where can we find wilder ferments? Where is it? I've seen it at Harvest. Um, and I know that you go to the farmers markets. Where else can it be? Where else can we buy ourselves a bottle of kombucha? I actually made a list, which I will rifle off for you because I knew I would forget something. But here we go. In Fort Bragg, we've got Harvest Market, Down Home Foods, and Princess Seafood, and then Mendocino. There's Harvest Market, Corners of the Mouth. Cafe Beaujolais and Fog Eater Cafe. And then South of Mendocino, Albion Store is one of our new accounts. Um, Elk Store, which was our first account. And then Pointerina Co-op, Pointerina Pizza, Bird Supper Club, and Surf Market in Wallala. And then recently, um, we've gotten some new accounts inland. Uh, Ukiah Co-op is carrying our booch. And then Wixen Restaurant in Philo. And our newest account, Farmstead Restaurant in St. Helena, um, as well as both Fort Bragg Farmer's Market and Wallala Farmer's Market. That's amazing. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. And we know that you have dreams of hopefully one day maybe even having a Wilder Ferments shop of your own. 
Definitely. Yeah. The, the pipe dream at this point is to, is to have a, a licensed brewery, uh, but also a place where we can, we can de- further develop more products. Um, we, we love to have a brick and mortar. I'd love to have a little restaurant someday. I'd, I'd love to have a retail shop, but we really have our eye on making, uh, kombucha and kombucha vinegar and also, you know, kraut and kimchi and fermented foods, uh, as well as, uh, wild beers and wines and meads and, uh, of course, hard kombucha. And speaking of the kombucha, you guys have some really interesting flavors. Um, I tried recently, I believe it was the watermelon chili. And can you talk to oh, us yeah. a bit about how that was very delicious, actually. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And can you talk a little bit about what influences the flavors that you create for your kombucha? Sure. Um, it's it's really knowing what's growing in our environment and we're, we're learning every day what that is and when to harvest it and how to harvest it. Uh, but also um, every week I'm at farmer's market and I see, you know, the, the cream of the crop, what people are producing, what's fresh and what's coming, you know, in the next week. So we can talk to all the farmers and really plan ahead and try and gather all of our ingredients um, for just in time for flavor day. Um, and you know, a lot of it is, I guess I could use the word kind of alchemical. We, we work with all these herbs and, and fruits and veggies. Um, and every time we make a new flavor, it's the first time we've done it still. I'm sure we'll start to repeat some things, but that's really our, our favorite part of the company is having the opportunity to be truly creative um, with with our creative drives and and to to inspire other people and to you know stoke out the farmers who grew who grew the delicious blackberries or uh, you know uh, stoke out some some locals with some some locally foraged mugwort or yarrow or you know some other strange herbs that we can find so it's it's very much a it's a it's a discovery kind of process for us as well as as, as just wanting to really excite um, our customers. And I think that's what's so important about shopping locally and buying local products. So, like when someone buys a local bottle of kombucha, they're supporting you, but they're also supporting the local farmers that you work with. They're eating locally. Um, it's really special. And uh, we know you won a business innovation and resiliency grant through West Center. Can you tell us a little bit about how that grant has been helping your business to adapt and evolve? Yeah, definitely. And I want to shout out to Marianne and and West Business Development Center. Um, we're so incredibly grateful for being a recipient of this grant. It's, it's huge for us. Um, and that grant is going toward uh, developing these new products that I was just talking about um, during during the lockdown, we've realized that we've wanted to branch out and, and to broaden our base to, to more locals and to be able to provide more than just kombucha and kombucha vinegar. Um, so we using the grant, we're using the grant to acquire a lot of new equipment for our kitchen, that being a professional food processor, Roboku, and lots of bins and, you know, supplies for processing fruits and vegetables and also paying our designer to create new labels for new products and um, acquiring all of those jars and lids and, you know, all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
um, as well as developing a website, which we hope to have live this winter for an online marketplace and uh, a little uh, something that we've been toying with is creating some sort of instead of a CSA box, which a lot of people uh, uh, buy into locally, we want to create a CSF, so a community supported fermentation box with all of our different products that people can order online and then they can schedule like a pickup or, or some, some sort of delivery. Um, but for now it's a glorious little nest egg in my bank account that I keep, I keep looking at and, and get it, get excited about, you know, doing all these things over the, the winter and into spring 2021. That's amazing. And I know that, um, you and Evita both come from art backgrounds. Um, I'd love to give a little shout out to Evita, who also is doing floral design, um, has, is also has her own business. Um, and it's Evelina Design, is that correct, Nico? Uh, yeah, Evelina Floral. Evelina um, Floral. She's listening now. So hi, Evita. <laughs> um, but can you talk a little bit about just how your art background has influenced the work that you both are doing today? For sure. Um, I think all of my pursuits in life have had some sort of creative bent to them. Uh, I went to, I, I did theater in, in middle school and high school and Odyssey of the Mind, and then went to school for film in Syracuse, New York, where I met Evita, who was studying photography there. Um, and so, you know, we've both been artists our whole lives, and I, I also play music. Um, so I got to express some of my, my artistic drive in, in restaurant jobs, cooking, and also as a barista. But the, I was kind of limited there working for someone else. And, you know, you can only make latte art look so fancy so many times. So starting this company, with that, that was such an integral part of having our own company was being able to express ourselves. And the same, I, I could speak for Evita in, in Evelina Floral. Um, she's, she's so good at what she does and it's, it's such a joy to watch her, her company bloom, uh, alongside wilder ferments. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's inherent in our process and it's, it's wonderful to be able to, to share it with other people. Yeah. And it's really interesting to hear about you guys using all these different things that you've studied, which is like art and herbalism, and then putting that into what you're doing now. Right. Yeah. It feels, it feels right just to, to be able to have some sort of synthesis of, of what you've done in your life. Uh, I feel so grateful every day to call this my, my occupation to be able to use all of my skills and all the things that I'm interested in to be able to create something that people really respond to. So thank you to all those people who have responded to it. <laughs> Nico, thank you so much for being on, on with us. It's been so much fun to fun talking with you. Um, and you can follow Wilder Ferments on Instagram at Wilder Ferments. They've got a wonderful account. Um, so today, been, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Nico. And definitely, stop yeah, thank you guys so much. So today we've been talking with Marianne Petrillo of West Business Development Center, Nico Ramsdale of Wilder Ferments and Blaze Verge of Flint Creek Circus. Uh, thank you again to our guests for joining us. It's been really a wonderful, wonderful to learn about the work you're doing. 
and the incredible contribution that you are making to our county. And a big thank you to our listeners, as always, for tuning in. You can follow our guests on Instagram at West Biz Center, Flynn Creek Circus, and Wilder Ferments. And check out our Instagram page at puttingdownroots.kzyx. A uh, quick announcement. West Center is currently um, accepting notices of intent for a reimbursable grant program, as Marianne was saying earlier. This funding comes from the County of Mendocino through the CARES Act, and interested businesses can find more information and apply at westcenter.org backslash mendo-cares-act-grants, or you can go to westcenter.org, and right at the top of the page, there's a link to the grant program. And there's also another CARES grant opportunity through the Arts Council of Mendocino County. The purpose of these grants is to aid local arts and cultural organizations serving socially vulnerable populations within their communities that are not eligible for the Direct CARES Act stimulus grants. Organizations and nonprofits whose mission is to serve the Latinx and Native American communities in Mendocino County through the arts and culture are encouraged to apply. You can find out more at www.artsmendocino.org under news. And a quick announcement about KZYX's Quiet Drive. Uh, KZYX enables connection when we're isolated, enhances our lives when we're creating human interaction, and provides crucial information that can impact our health and the general public. A healthy community needs a strong community radio station. Help us keep KZYX going so it'll be here to connect all of us. You can visit our website, kzyx.org, uh, or you can call 707-895-2324. Thanks for tuning in.